Hello, everyone, and welcome to the two-point conversion Monday Night Football pregame show here in week 14. We are December 12th, 12-12. Alliterations are awesome. Isn't that right? Jet lag, John, promo, pimp, discord, Dan, B-League, blah. Hi. Hey, Dan. <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine. Thomas the Tank Engine. Right, yeah, another alliteration, yeah. How are we? Feeling good? Uh, yeah, yeah, doing I'm great. Feeling, I'm feeling about as good as a Baker Mayfield win on a Thursday night against the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry, Doc. Well, that, that about sums up. That about sums up how I'm feeling. Uh, dealing with a little bit of bronchitis today, um, this past weekend. So, but I'm here um, because this is the time of the year where the proverbial rubber meets the proverbial road. So, for all my friends out there in the audience, don't say when when the memoirs of my fantasy career have been written. Don't let it be said that the doc was not here for you when he had bronchitis. Him. Staying up all night, whatever. I'm here for you. So it's playoff time. We're one game away from playoff season, so we got to make it. We got to make it happen. It's now or never. Doc's, Doc's playoff game. I love it. It's the flu game. We love it. Doc's yeah. So the flu game. The advice will be even more solid than ever, as always, Doc. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if if I basically if I give bad advice today, I'm blaming it on the cold medicine. Nice. Uh, and Doc. always nice to have you on, Gladys, as well. How are you doing? Um, I have RG3 and Larry Fitzgerald on the TV, so life is good right now. I, I was afraid you might say on your fantasy team. I was like, ooh, they might not score you many points. <laughs> yes, on TV is great. They, they're they're life both very good-looking men. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're they probably are. way better than most of the Monday Night people that are going to be talking anyway. So, Oh, I mute it. I don't care what they say. <laughs> Fair enough. That's the, probably for the best. Yeah. But, yeah, don't mute us here. In fact, uh, if you want to chat with us, uh, head over to the Going For Two Live YouTube page. So just head to YouTube, search up Going For Two Live. You should find that. Uh, come join us live and you can uh, chat with us. Uh, we're also available to watch on Twitch, Facebook as well, and Twitter. But again, we encourage you to head over to the Going For Two YouTube page, subscribe, uh, rate and review, thumbs up, uh, everything. Uh, yeah, com- uh, yeah, feel free to comment and join, again, on the Going For Two Live YouTube page. And one last plug is the Going For Two dot uh, com or the sorry the discord dot com slash going for two uh page so yeah uh our discord channel uh server has uh over 750 strong people uh just uh coming to talk fantasy all sorts of different topics there's tons of great uh individual channels as well so yeah head over to the uh, going for two.com discord and frankly that's it's all free so uh some discords aren't but uh, they going to oh, discord is, so yeah the best the best value bang for your buck uh can't go, can't go wrong with oh, right? Three. I would hey, say you so... get what you pay for, but we, we always do get good quality. Oh, yeah. Right, right, Gator? More than Doc, I have a question right off the bat. Right so off I the just, bat. Let's go. Right off the bat. I just is, saw is the, the question, is Paul McCartney a dick? Because oh, I already know yes. the answer to that question. The answer is yes. Okay. Well, there you go. Yes, she's okay. asking. We're not asking. Uh, so, what's up? Um, the, the Athletic worst. just reported that... What? what? Paul what McCartney is the worst. He's the worst. Um, the Athletics just reported that Debo Samuel has suffered an MCL sprain. Isn't that in your knee? It is. So it sounds. I thought like he, he hurt dealing, his ankle. Sounds like he hurt both, um, and oh. he was already dealing with a high ankle sprain. So I don't know if this really changes anything as far as his outlook because he was kind of dealing with a high ankle sprain. He's done for the rest of the fantasy season, um, yeah, almost assuredly. Mm. So now, in addition to that, 
with an MCL sprain. That might actually heal before the high ankle sprain does. Um, but this could carry over. And, you know, the really important thing for them is for real football perspective is this could carry over into the playoffs. Um, so that's definitely something to, to continue to follow. Oh, for their playoffs, like in January. Their, their playoffs, not oh. not our playoffs. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we can start right off the bat. Um, actually, I thought it because that is the Thursday game. So if we want to t- start talking injuries, we could start talking about the 49ers and Seahawks. Um, so, yeah, with, with yeah. Debo being out, um, how's everyone thinking? Like, does this just seem like a big upgrade in the rankings for Brandon Ayuk? Or do we think whoever becomes now the number two wide receiver is actually going to get the biggest boost here? I, I think it helps no one but CMC. I think CMC. He, he is the wide receiver, too. He's the wide receiver yeah, one. He is the wide receiver. Ayuk will remain the wide receiver, too. Okay, fair yeah, enough. I think it's, it's CMC day. So when I'm playing in the playoffs, wants to give me CMC, I'm all for it. I could argue this might help Ayuk's floor in that the number of targets he's probably going to have to be for game is probably going to be more solid than it would be. They they can't go away from him in matchups. There's only really two other passing game options there. So all I know is you're going to take the higher on Cole Juszczyk receiving yards next week. Just go higher. That's so. Who's going to be their quarterback? Isn't pretty hurt? Didn't he hurt his oblique? Yeah, it's a transition there, Doc. I love that word. So, uh, so Purdy ended up with a kind of oblique slash rib injury. Um, so the thing is, is that, you know, he was limited on the practice estimate today. So that is kind of encouraging. Uh, but this is not too dissimilar from what happened with Mike White of the Jets. Um, and basically, I team- would strenuously disagree because Mike White got the shit kicked out of him in the Jets. Wow. I didn't see it. I didn't see Purdy yeah. get hit that hard. Oh, good. Nearly that hard. I guess the way to what? handle it is similar. Not the same <laughs> okay. mechanism of injury, but the way <laughs> okay. to handle it is similar. He was getting nailed. Oh, my Mike, God. So just, Mike just White quick got quick absolutely doc. eradicated. Yeah, he did. O- oblique is in the shoulder, right? Uh, oblique is actually the on the, the side of the oh. side of the chest. Yeah. Okay, so I okay, never mind. Close the ribs. I can see why why the Sit comparison up. was there. Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. I I'm I'm very <laughs> oblique to the fact. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, speaking of Mike White, just real quick segue. Remember how we talk on occasion about how, like, playing in the NFL is like getting into a bunch <laughs> of car crashes. I think if you need like physical evidence of what that looks like, uh, just go back and watch the highlights of Mike White getting uh, eradicated, and tell me that's twice. not a car crash. Twice. It looked like it hurt so bad. Well, uh, Gator agrees with you, Gladys. CMC is the only player to play on the 49ers. Gator always agrees with me. That's why I love him. Gator's a smart guy. So, well, yeah. Actually, we'll leave the comment up just because he's that smart. But yeah, Doc, what, what, so what do we, are we expecting Purdy to miss time? Well, (laughs) are they really going to have to go to their fourth quarterback? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. So, limited in the practice estimate today. So, that's encouraging. Um, But the caveat is, as we were talking about, it's a quick turnaround because they're playing on Thursday. So, you know, this one is really, you know, there, there's definitely some question marks there. Um, I, as of right now, unless they find something else, like they look a little harder and they find that he broke some ribs or something like that, I think that it's trending towards he's going to be available. He's going to be able to play, especially since he was able to practice on a practice estimate, at least in a limited fashion. So I think that's all encouraging, uh, but it's not 100%. I don't even know. I, I meant to look it up, but who's next? Is it uh, – he came do in, they bring back? Do they bring back Steve Young and Joe Montana? Like, is like it, who's? who's um, next? He he played in the Josh Johnson. Yeah, yeah oh, Josh Johnson. Johnson. That's right. So they do have a viable option in case Purdy yeah. can't go. So it's not it's not Josh. the complete end of the world. 
Josh Johnson is the perfect one-man ringer. He turns up, back to the practice squad, yep. lad, off you go. He does it every year. Yep. Last year was in the fantasy playoffs. He won a lot of people. Uh, uh, I know this because it happened with me. The Ravens. Superflex League, I had, to play, I had to play him and Nick Foles in one week for <laughs> fantasy semifinal to get me to the final. It worked. Like, was it, Yeah, it was Josh Johnson and Nick Foles. It was wild. Josh Johnson's good for one week. He'll do it. Apparently, Gator's saying he got hurt, hit on the first play. <laughs> viable, yeah, viable for one week, Gator. He's, uh, but okay, so yeah. um, well, we're gonna we're gonna get some of the other quarterback injuries, and if you want the opposite yeah, of viable, we're gonna talk about some of those guys. I, well, I'd just say we've already referenced less viable than Josh Johnson. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Certainly, we've already referenced Mike White, so we want to just continue on that track. Um, you know, rib injury for Mike White. He said he see you saw a couple ballistic missiles hit him. Okay, yeah. I'll come back. I know he did go to the hospital, uh, but it seems like he made the team flight back. So it was a routine, quick check at the hospital, of course. Yeah. So I mean this this guy is uh, this guy's tough as nails. Uh, I mean he took some massive shots in this game. Left the game twice. Came back twice. I mean, like he does not want to give this job to anybody else. Um, but at, at, as of this point, with his rib injury, unknown if he's really dealing with an injury to the bone, to the cartilage in the ribs or both, um, either one is extremely painful. Uh, but as of right now, they've said that he's expected to play in week 15. So that's great, but no guarantees. And we have seen plenty of cases on the show where more information comes out later. And it's like, oh, they found a couple of rib fractures. We saw with two, I believe it was last year. Um, as an example, Darrell Henderson, same deal. Um, he was going to play and then they, they did more imaging and then he wasn't playing and then he was out for a couple of weeks. So, um, we've seen players be downgraded before, so you want to watch practice reports and be on the lookout for more imaging or updates. If he can't go, then it looks like Joe Flacco would be up um, because Zach Wilson was a healthy and active this past week, and he's number three on the depth chart. Is that that jive with you, what you guys are thinking? I mean, yeah. I think that would be the logical conclusion, but is it also they don't trust Zach Wilson to be the backup? They can't like he would need the full week of preparation to come in. Like he couldn't come in cold and just pick it up. Whereas Flacco's done that enough. I could see where okay, if we have to start one, if if like the shitstorm in New York, if they went straight to Zach Wilson after what Mike White yeah. has done, yeah. like yeah. they they believe that they're a playoff contender with Mike White. That's why they made the switch. Going back to Zach Wilson is detrimental to that idea. They were okay. What were they, three and one with Joe Flacco at the start of the year? That's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Flacco... They is, seem to uh, trust Flacco not, to be able to throw the ball a lot more than Wilson. So just do, that, like, but, the past but, attempts. But to go to Flacco now, knowing that if Zach Wilson has to suit up and sit there on the bench, it's going to create so much BS around that team that they don't want. Look, we're talking about Elijah Moore, what, led the team in targets? He had like two or three with Zach White's in that span. This is the sort of thing that they don't want because they already know that this kid doesn't bring harmony to what the team's trying to do. They have good balance with Wilson, with Moore, with Corey Davis, who's had as good a year as he's ever had. You work in Conklin. You work in – like they look like a very well-balanced team. They were unlucky against the Bills team. They held them to what the third quarter, give or take. And then it got away from them, maybe towards midway through the third. Game got away from them, but – over here in New York, and, and I'm sure the doc can attest to this because he gets that New York media too. They're they're so very much they're starting to distance themselves from Zach Wilson to a point where they're still stringing him along, saying he can still be the guy. But I I'd be surprised if he is. I, I don't think he'll play like I don't think he'll start for the Jets next year. 
I don't. I think the only way he starts for them now is if they're out of the playoff contention, which with this Patriots game could happen. With what the Chargers are doing, could happen. I, I don't see them going to them. They, they might. They might Josh Rosen him next year. That's all I'm saying. Because yeah, I, I think, think they might. Like, I mean, they've seen, they've seen enough to know that they can take Mike White and turn him into a capable starter. We've seen enough from Geno Smith to know you can take a veteran and be a capable starter. This kid has not shown it. It hasn't happened. Yeah, the only thing I want to say to that is I think it's really important, especially for players in dynasty leagues, to recognize like Zach Wilson has looked absolutely terrible for two years, but all prospect growth is not linear. So the thing is they have two more years with an option for a fifth year to invest in the guy. They're going to keep him around. There's He's not going anywhere. And the thing is he may get pushed into you know playing again because of injury, and could he fall flat on his face again? Absolutely. But at the same time, like we've seen this before with players where they stink and then for whatever reason it all clicks and there's a, there's a non-zero chance that could happen. I'm not betting on it. I still think that he's, you know, that this may be what he is. Oh my God. They froze. They froze off. We lost him. And he's back. Dr. Freeze. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I, finished the, I finished the thought. So that that's yeah, all I, I had to say. It was ti- timely. Timely chill. I, I, uh, I, I just would be very interested to see how quarterback competition goes next year if he's there. Because if they put him up against Mike White at the start of the year, so it's an open competition, he's going to be cooked. He's not going to win. And no, that's the I, last, I can't that's see the like last if, if they're both there, it's, it's, you know, until he can't do it, I feel like it's it's Mike White's team. At, he's already at, at that's done a enough. Problem, that's a that. problem for a team that knew what they were doing when they took him pick two. Well, that's a very big problem. So would you rather pick up Joe Flacco or Josh Johnson? Jamarcus Russell. That's all I'm saying. If Purdy's out, I'd rather Josh Johnson. Oh. Um, I just need Jerry to stop talking shit in the chat. Jerry did mention that Doc and Gladys are going to go down in the FPC fantasy playoffs. Of course, Dan and I are in them, so we can't really talk to us right now. So week 11, week 11, Yeti, um, you, you, you went up against the doc and it didn't go so well for you. 170 to 117. So um, you reverse the numbers, 171, 117. Yeah. So are you going to bark all day, little doggy? Or are you going to bite? That's, oh, that's what I want. Little know. doggy. That's what I want to know. So you, you, A little you wanna... puppy Yeti. A Yeti puppy. Um, A Yeti puppy. <clears throat> oh, they're so cute. <laughs> they can only slightly eat your face off. Uh, but, Doc, so you mentioned a name, unless I'm stepping on anyone who wanted to say anything, but uh, you mentioned Geno Smith, and I did want to finish that. They were on Thursday night as well, the Seahawks. Yes. And the big question there is the running back situation. Mm-hmm. Travis Homer seemed to get most of the work, but uh, I guess we, do we know anything yet about either the availability of Kenneth Walker or DJ Dallas? Yeah, so uh, real quick, DJ Dallas, uh, dealing with a high ankle sprain. He missed week 14. You know, he's probably out until, uh, you know, the, the real life NFL playoffs, you know, if Seattle even makes it that far, which they very well may not. Um, they just lose to Carolina. Yeah. Carolina Panthers, baby. So the re- resurgent Steve Wilkes. Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Man, it's um, almost like they should have just hired Steve Wilkes in the first place instead of Matt Rule. Huh, Who would have thought that? Wow. That's so weird. What about I mean, Steve, what about Steve I mean, Wilkes? That's something we could talk about at some point. It's like there's really no – incentive for these college coaches not to try to go to the nfl because even if they completely just face plant they can just go right back to come I mean, look at nick saban the guy was an absolute unmitigated disaster as an nfl coach and he goes back to college and he's a demigod 
He's even I better mean, than he was before. Yeah. Ridiculous. Like Matt rules. Well, like it he, makes sense for the college coaches. Does it make sense for the NFL teams? To well, get he gets, yeah, that, right. That's, that's a good the, point. I mean, Chip Kelly, like, awful. Hey, like hey, Matt rule. Hey, gets well, hey, we're going to see one time out of town on a rail and somebody gives him a five year deal, you know, with, you know, for college or whatever. It's like, there's no incentive for these guys not to do it. It's like, they could go and be the worst coach ever. And they're still going to get a guaranteed, you know, five, six, seven year contract with some college desperate college program. So good for them. Uh, and DJ Dallas probably wasn't, was always going to be the I got into the wrong line of work. I just wanted to say about that Seahawks running back. Remember how that, uh, that, the, the story breaks, Tony Jones is going to be the, the lead running back. Oh, Adam Schefter, who yeah. doesn't know shit about fantasy, but still talks about Yeah, Adam about Schefter's it. not a fantasy yeah. analyst, yeah. so yeah, no, you gotta take that had, for what it is. He had one less carry than DJ Moore, go figure. Yeah, yeah, he definitely didn't start. Like, like fantasy or not, like that was like that seemed like yeah. wrong information because I don't even think he touched the football until the second half. So, Listen, I don't think Adam Schefter's Schefter like, Schefter plays fantasy and he plays in those big leagues. Ah, I'd he was putting that out because he wanted his opponent to start Tony Pollard. Better than Getty? Tony Jones. I'd be doing it all the time, mate. I'd be doing it all the time. So, anyway, so oh, it seemed like DJ Dallas probably wasn't going to be too relevant anyway. The, the big issue is Kenneth Walker. So, what do we know yeah. about Walker? All right. So, uh, Ken Walker missed week 14 after not practicing at all during the week. The good news is, is he was estimated as a limited practice participant today. So, I'm actually optimistic that he can get back for week 15. And that will conceivably solve all the running back problems for Seattle uh, because we saw that it was kind of a mess without him. Travis Homer was the guy who ended up getting the most work. Um, you, so you he ended up getting nine carries for 26 yards, a couple of catches, and then uh, Tony Jones didn't do yes. much of anything. So what? What? you think he's going to play Thursday? Who? Walker. I do. Huh. Okay. okay. So I'm I don't, I shouldn't say I think he's going to play. I'm optimistic that he, that he will play. So if it was a, if it's a 50-50 call you're maybe leaning more towards that he would play that he wouldn't. I think because it was it, I'm it did seem like Walker will play. It did seem like he was a true game time decision. Like he wasn't ruled out until Sunday. So it seemed like he legit had a chance to play. I think that's kind of your point where he wasn't far off. He was close and then another 3 days of rest conceivably should do it. Well, that and the, uh, you know, we talked about a little bit last week. I'll just be very brief. The nature of his ankle injury, his ankle sprain, is the ligaments that are affected are actually on the opposite side of the ankle than where they usually happen. And actually, yeah, you, you did mention last week you thought he might play in week uh, 14 here. So. Yeah, he had a better chance than kind of with a standard ankle sprain. So these ligaments are thicker and stronger and more resilient. Um, so he's got a bet. There's less instability involved with, you know, having an injury on the inside ligaments of the ankle so uh, again i'm optimistic that he's going to play that doesn't mean he's going to anything could happen he could have a setback in the next couple of days as he's trying to ramp up but uh, i'm encouraged by what i've seen so far and um i'm optimistic he can get out there for week 15 so we were talking we talked about brock purdy we talked about uh what was the other quarterback i don't even remember uh, mike white mike white yes um Sorry, I mean, we really we're talking about Zach Wilson, but he, we shouldn't he shouldn't count as a quarterback. That's yeah, why we, I forgot him. But uh, but yeah, so we talked about those quarterbacks. But uh, three quarterbacks suffered concussions this week, and, and funny two in the same game. Not really funny, but uh, coincidentally. Um, so we've got Tyler Huntley for the Ravens, Kenny Pickett for the Steelers, and then Russell Wilson, who had a nasty. I don't know if that was a nasty bump or is that just like the cringe of his face coming out. I'm not sure. But yeah. hematoma. He had a hematoma. It's like, uh, but yes, uh, officially it, designated just... concussion. So. Knowing the the protocol, the the new advance, the protocol, Doc, with with thanks Dolphins, um, could we expect 
all three we i think we we're expecting all three to sit right like at least miss one game yeah so for all three of them most likely they're out for week 15 then it's week to week after that so just running down the line kenny pickett looks like it's going to be trubisky time again in the steel city for week 15 so i'm sure gladys is excited for that so um, excited russell russell wilson um looks like brent rippon is going to be the next one up there um and uh, we can cover both of the Ravens quarterbacks together. Um, so sure. Tyler Huntley has the concussion. He's probably out for week 15. Lamar Jackson also missed week 14 with a PCL sprain in his knee. Um, so estimate for him coming back was about two or three weeks um, as kind of a conservative estimate. I'm kind of curious to see if the injury to Huntley forces their hand there and they try to kind of tape, you know, hold him together with duct tape and chewing gum and um, see if they can get him out there to, you know, at least kind of be 60, 50, 60% of his normal self. Um, you know, we've seen players play on PCL injuries before, and they're able to to play. Um, they're not at 100% effectiveness, but, you know, they can play. So I'm kind of curious to see how that goes. If they both miss, um, then Anthony Brown is next up for Baltimore, for those who might need to know that like two quarterback or super flex leagues. It's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of like guys picked up off the scrap heap thrown into super flex spots with all these injuries and, and um, you know, the other stuff going on. So well, how would we prioritize? We've got five potential options here between Josh Johnson and the 49ers, Joe Flacco on the jets, Anthony Brown here with the Ravens, Mitch Trubisky on the Steelers, and then Brett Ripien with the Broncos. I, I think I know out of those five who I would prioritize as my number one, but then after that, I'm, pretty at a loss for who i'd want next okay who do you guys like the most out of those those five guys i'd like trubisky exactly i think purely, purely because like he had that run at the start of the year he wasn't wasn't that bad i don't think he was, he's clearly the best quarterback out of all these quarterbacks yeah, i think you know you know but he also has good weapons relative like deontay yeah, pickens and Fryermuth. like it's outside yeah, of maybe josh johnson with the 49ers it's tough yeah, to get dump offs to harris he's right yeah bit, you know, yeah, I think there's a bit more meat on the bone with Trubisky. Johnson, I don't mind. Flacco had some success at the start of the year too, but mm -hmm. I don't mind Trubisky. I think he can. I don't think he's a backward step from Pickett, if that makes sense. I don't think it's that it's much of a fair. backward step. That's fair. Gladys, would you agree so that Trubisky's that. the I number one? I said something positive about Pittsburgh. Look at that. <laughs> Gladys well, you, said you said something positive. Look at that. There we go. Uh, what is what? What was the question? Do I want so? Trubisky? Well, yeah. Is, is do you think Trubisky is the best quarterback to pick up of those five? Um, yes, I would. I would. I have to pick up two quarterbacks because I have none in a league that I'm. I get to buy this week, but next week. But Trubisky's already. It's ridiculous. Um, Trubisky's <laughs> already picked up, so I would go. Blacko. I agree with that. And yeah. I, I think it kind of depends on what you need. Because the thing is, Trubisky has been, you know, about as good as Kenny Pickett. That's a very fair statement. But <laughs> the ceiling hasn't really been that high, which isn't to say that it couldn't happen. But um, we did see a couple of games with Flacco early in the year where he, I mean, he had a 32-point game in week two. So, it, like, it kind of depends. Are you, like, facing, you know, like the top seed in the playoffs, you know, and you're like, okay, I really need to score big uh, this week. Um, or you're like, D, I just need somebody to throw into a super flex spot who's not going to get me like a goose egg. Um, then you might want to go for like a decent floor with a guy like Trubisky. 
So, you know, that that's kind of one way to evaluate it. But I, I don't I don't dislike either one. You know, for me, I, I, I think at this point I'm probably shooting for upside. I, I like what the Jets have shown um, and their resiliency. So I might lean Flacco a little bit, but it's pretty close. And I could see if somebody wanted to go Trubisky, um, I could see that. Josh Johnson, like you said, it was perfectly put. And then the other two guys, Anthony Brown and, and Brent Rippon, if you're starting those guys, things are probably not looking good for you. So that's <laughs> that's where you're at. Um, yeah, Bam saying Thank you. Bron- <laughs> Broncos might do well with a QB change, but then Shane Manila chiming in and saying that Brett Ripien is pure buttocks. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he's <laughs> buttocks said it's going to get me like at least 10 points. Instead yeah, you of run him out there. You I, know, yeah, exactly. The, the one, I guess the one aspect to like Ripien that's probably better than Johnson or even Flacco is, again, we th- think it's probably a good chance Wilson misses. Can't quite say that for Mike White. I think we're like you said, Doc. You're kind of leaning towards Mike White playing, which is why you're saying like the upside mm. chances on Flacco. I think the really safe floor you put it well is Trubisky, not just because yeah. of his performance, but also the expectation. Yeah, I think it's mm. safer to think that he'll good play point. as opposed to Flacco. It's a really good it, point. They just reported that Mike White is expected to play Sunday. Yeah, uh, apparently he's playing the Lions though, so may not be the the go-to guy. I thought the Jets are playing the Lions though. The Jets, the Jets are playing the Lions. The oh, playing if Lions. he was playing the Lions. Okay, I see. Never mind. I read that wrong. Right? Yeah, you want to throw against that defense, of course. Uh, but yeah, so I think that uh, finished up the quarterback talk. Uh, we can talk about s- some ankles. We, you already mentioned uh, Debo with the ankle and then potential MCL damage as well. But there were a couple of running backs who also suffered ankle injuries. Mike Boone and Damian Pierce. So yeah. we're sticking with the Broncos here. <laughs> uh, okay. Broncos. Um, so Mike Boone. So this is, you know, something we talked about coach speak last week with coach speak last week with Petey Carroll. So this is another one uh, that I thought was interesting. When uh, coach Hackett was asked if Boone could be done for the year, his response was, quote, it doesn't look good right now, close quote, which isn't confidence inspiring to put it mildly. Um, So I'm not really optimistic here. I I think we could have seen the light. We could have seen the last of Mike Boone for the year. So probably just meaning more work for Latavius Murray and the resurgent Marlon Mack out there in Denver, especially if uh, Russell Wilson's going to be out this week, potentially. Yeah, um, I guess. Yeah, Murray, I think, is still probably what a top 30 running back weekly. Uh, maybe yeah, some, I, would, I would think so. You know, with the, with the ceiling of maybe entering in the top 24. But yeah, you're you're, you know, it, I think ideally you probably want him as your third running back. You might have to have him as your RB two, but yeah, um, should be at least you know the volume with Murray, knowing that he can also catch passes. Um, I think more significant probably would be Damian Pierce because he was getting most of the work for for the Texans. So uh, what do we know about this doc? Not much, unfortunately. So um, you know he he tried to come back into the game late, wasn't able to. So the severity of his ankle injury on Damian Pierce, uh, unclear MRI pending as of right now. Um, so this is just something we need to be on the lookout for updates and, and kind of see, are we dealing with a low ankle sprain or are we dealing with something else? Um, so a low ankle sprain, you know, could be anywhere from zero to four weeks, which is a wide range, but usually it's on the lower end unless it's, you know, really severe, um, you know, so zero, one, two week absence and then anything else, high ankle sprain or, or the, the fictional mid ankle sprain, which, which isn't really a thing. There's low ankle sprain. And then there's everything. Is that another else. Pete Carroll special. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Somebody made that up and they're like, it's not really a high ankle. It's kind of more of a mid to high ankle. It's like, okay, whatever. Um, 
So there's low ankle sprain and there's everything else. And if it's, if it's anything else other than a low ankle sprain, four to five weeks minimum, and that would probably knock him out for the rest of the year for, for our purposes for as fantasy players. Yeah. So not, we really shouldn't guess, but knowing that because it seemed like they, they were saying he was cleared to come back, but they chose to hold him out. That would make me guess it would be low ankle, but again, the, the MRI and the imaging, not during the game, but after will be a, a much different tell on that. So yeah, the it, imaging it might, will tell the tale. I don't think Rex Burkhead is a priority ad is all I'm trying to get at. I think that's a, I think that's a valid, that's a valid statement. I'd rather pick I, up I Marlon Mack. That statement. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather pick up Dario Gumbawale. I saw, I support uh, that as well. All right. Um, but I guess one last ankle injury was uh, going over the receiver now, DJ Moore. Yeah, so that actually got shifted. It was originally they thought it was an ankle injury. Now it turns out it's a knee injury. Um, so what they found was uh, that he's dealing with a, a knee sprain. Um, so the MRI was done. The severity is unknown at this point. So we just need to watch practice reports, be on the lookout for updates. Could be, you know, much ado about nothing. It could be something. Thing is, Carolina really doesn't have anything to play for. So now we really get into the danger zone. What? Of- they won. I thought they were two games out. Ah, oh, my, my bad. I was looking at that whole division. Okay, never mind. Forget it. Forget yeah. it. No, they're, 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 they're alive. alive. No, they're alive. Remember, so Tom bad. Brady didn't just beat Brock Purdy. They actually never did mind. lose to someone. My bad. My game. bad. Sorry, <laughs> Carolina fans, if you're out there, I apologize. I, I looked at the wrong, the wrong team in the standings. So yeah, they've got Sam Darnold. They've got their quarterback. They, they believe. But I guess if DJ Moore is out. Did it seem like LaVisca Chenault was kind of taking a bigger role and he could might be the the wide receiver one as opposed to what I think would be, be expected maybe Terrace Marshall if DJ Moore were to miss? Or do you not really want either? I mean, I have a bias, so I'm gonna I'm gonna recuse myself from the discussion. So I'm I'm more curious to hear <laughs> what you guys think. I want to know I, what your bias is. My, my bias my, is, is like I, I I'll tell you what my bias is. My bias is like I, I like people have been trying to make Lavisca Chanel the thing for like oh. two years, and I'm out. Like I, I like I've been out. So enough, 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 almost, enough, like, enough. Like every time something happens, oh. like, you can't oh, tell if he's a wide receiver running back. That's time, right. Like I'm over it. So <laughs> if if he turns out to like be the second coming of Debo Samuel, like I I will eat the biggest plate of crow ever, but I just can't do it. So that's my bias. So therefore, like. I, Terrace Marshall's the ceiling play. Like he's going to be the guy that's going to be catching downfield passes. If like, if Darnold throws a deep touchdown more likely to be with Marshall than it is with Chenault. And you mentioned earlier upside, especially in the playoffs is where you prioritize. So doc's going with Marshall. Well, isn't, is <laughs> didn't a Darnold throw like what? 21 passes. They're, they're to run first offense. I'm not, I'm not picking up the, the three highest scorers are probably Hubbard, uh, yeah, Blackshear, and Foreman. So exactly. that, that's, go pick up Chubba Hubbard instead of any receiver. Exactly. That might be the, that might be the play. You're right, Gladys. Chubba He's Canadian Hubbard, too, so yay. He is. Dan, do do you not want to talk about the Panthers and move on? Is that why what? you're staring away from the cameras? Like, please don't go to me. I don't want to talk about Carolina. There's only, there's only one Panthers, and that's the ones in Penrith, my friend. Champions of the NRL. Let's kick on. What National Rugby League. Oh, right. I think I understand abbreviations. Nice. Oh. I definitely understand alliterations, jet lag, John. I almost said Dan. I, I guess I don't. Um, okay, so 
two running backs with neck injuries. But Doc, I think this is a good maybe opportunity to talk about like the difference between the two neck injuries. So we got Saquon Barkley and Dontrell Hilliard. You say neck injury and you kind of, oh, you, you fear the worst for both. And that might be the case for one, but it seems like maybe they're both on opposite ends of, maybe not, well, we won't say end for, for Hilliard on, on a spectrum, but certainly varying degrees of severity here that you could maybe run through. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting because we've had a couple of discussions on neck injuries the last couple of weeks where um, with Matt Stafford, for one, where it was like he had a concussion and then now he's dealing with a neck injury. And and that is kind of encompasses, as we're learning, a wide variety of different injuries where you could have a muscle strain in the neck, which is just, you know, if anybody's like, you know, turn their neck too fast and kind of strain the muscle in their neck, like it's painful, but it's nowhere near as, as uh, you know, dangerous as like a spinal cord injury, which is what Matt Stafford was dealing with. And that was also labeled under the umbrella of a neck injury. Um, so there's a lot of vari- variability there. So let's start with the bad news first with Dontrell Hilliard. So he's out with a neck injury. He's already been ruled out as of right now for week 15. That's awesome. um, and this could be bad. This could be season ending. I don't know the details of what the injury is, but this is all like leading up to like something that's not good. Um, so, you know, I think it's very reasonable that we may have seen the last of him for, for the fantasy season and possibly for all of 2022. Um, so where does that leave us for the, um, the Derrick Henry handcuff? So Asan Haskins has missed the last two weeks with a hip injury. So it looks like Julius Chestnut is, the uh, pass catcher slash, uh, you know, Derrick Henry handcuff for now, and then we'll kind of take it as it comes. But that's kind of where we're at with that. Uh, but for Dontrell Hilliard, it's not looking good. So, I mean, you know, that's unfortunate. Um, and then that takes us to Saquon Barkley, who is also, uh, you know, a game-time decision with, a, with a, what was called a neck injury. It turns out what he actually had is, is something called a stinger, um, which is basically when you have impact – to the neck or shoulder area that stretches out the nerves that run underneath the neck and into the arm. And you can have pain, numbness, tingling, things like that. Um, but a much, and it can be painful and it can last for a few weeks, um, but much less severe of an injury than something to do with the spine in the neck or the spinal cord or, um, you know, other things like that. So that seemed like with Barkley, uh, it seemed like he played less, be, even though he was a game-time decision, he did play, and it seemed like he played less due to game script as opposed to the injury itself. And they got a really big game coming up against the Commanders B-League, so there's a playoff spot on the line here for sure. And if he's able to practice this week without a setback, I feel like the Giants are going to lean on him big time. What do you think? Both, both are going to get jumped by uh, Detroit anyway. So, look, I think at this point, look, Brian Dayball pretty much come out and said, you know, he needs to do better. What the guy had a next year, he needs to do better. Okay, well, you know, get your line healthy, get some receivers, and maybe get a better quarterback, and Barkley will do better. You know, it's just one of those weird things where you're down like 21. So get a new team. Like 21 zip to 21 zip to the most high scoring team in the league. And like we failed to put up over 24 points this year. Haven't put up over like whatever was required since like 2019. Like, get out of here. Like, what are we chasing here? Like, get out of here. Are we, are we talking, yeah, forget about it, right? Forget but it's one of those things, like, if you're chasing like a win against Washington, we were close. Look, the first half against Washington was really good. And then we did nothing for the next hour. Like, that's the reality. Washington outplayed us in the second half of the game, probably through overtime. They were unlucky. So, 
to rely on Barkley the way that they're relying on him each and every week, it's insane. What are you going to do? Give this guy? Do they a have a cho- I mean, do they have a choice? Are, are, are they going to give him? A, yeah, I mean, they don't have a choice. But what are they going to do? Pay this kid? Like, if Barkley turned around and said, "You know what? My neck is sore. I'm off contract. I don't think I'm. I, I don't think I can play this week." Like, I wouldn't blame him at this point because what Richie James concussion, Kenny Golladay is a ghost. Their best players, Isaiah Hodgins and, and Darius Slayton, who they tried trading for the last two years. Daniel Jones is garbage. Like. What are we doing here thinking that they're going to compete with Washington who are probably in a healthier position to compete for a playoff spot? Giants started off hot. They look good for what they were. For what they were, they looked good. And you know, they made chicken shit out of chicken salad. But at this point, we're talking about... We're talking... Yeah, we're talking about a team that like is literally falling apart of the scene two weeks ago. No, their O-line players had started. They had all replacements against Dallas on Thanksgiving. They get one or two back, and what? All of a sudden, they're back. They bench a Dory Jackson to play him on punt and kick returns, and then you see what happens. Like Devontae Smith, like the sorts of things where he's done extremely well this year for what he's had, and this isn't his team. It's a it's five years of bad David Gettleman, bad bad Dave Gettleman. But it's just one of those things where they have to work through the next month where they're going. All these injuries, they can't even get rid of Kenny Golladay the way his contracts work. They can't get rid of him. No one's going to try. What are they going to do? Cut him? They're going to trade him for what a seventh? But he's, he's impossible to get rid of at this point. So they're stuck with him and that ridiculous contract he got. They're talking about having to maybe pay Barkley. And if what you do damage to his neck, are you going to pay him in what six months' time? If you further damage to that boy's neck, are you going to pay him in six months' time? That's that's where I'm at with this. So, like, if you really think that this kid is the franchise for the next three years without a quarterback, because you're talking about having to replace Jones, you didn't pick up his fifth. What are you going to do with Barkley? What do you, like? Well, I'll tell you what they're going to do it's, with it's, him. It's if he's out there, they're going to give him the ball a whole bunch and try to make the playoffs. <laughs> but he's, he's, not, he's, he's going. He's going for like two point two a carry since. Like he's going nowhere. He's not even getting the receiving work. <laughs> he's receiving was like eighteen yards. Eighteen yards a game. First half of the year, he was like 35-40. He was going, well, they're not even getting it to him in space now. So he's running right. I guess I have a question. I have a question. Do you think Saquon Barkley is a good running back? I don't think it's debatable. I think he's fantastic. As, as would, you want, would you want him as the starting running back on your team? I didn't want him to take him with the, with the second pick of the draft. They shouldn't have taken him then. It was a bad so thing. Sam Darnold, he said. So he's they a great have, player, but you don't want they should, him on they, your team. They should have taken – every Giants fan will tell you that they should have taken Quinton Nelson at the time. That was the pick. He was the guy that we needed because we still had or Eli. Or Josh Allen, bet. to be honest. Yeah, okay, sure. In hindsight, like, we know that was probably the we pick. We know, right? but like – Brown should have taken Josh Allen. No one – The Jets should have taken Josh yeah, Allen. Yeah, there, there you Everyone go. Like, taken Josh every, Allen. Giants, every Giants fan at the time didn't think that that was a thing. It was like Eli's here. We've got Beckham. We need to protect him because our line was terrible. Hernandez was garbage. Quinton Nelson was the guy that everyone wanted. It wasn't really a quarterback here or Barkley there. They thought they were going to compete. But why compete? If you think you're going to compete with Barkley, why trade Beckham? It's stupid. The whole, like, they trade, they're getting Barkley, they trade Beckham. Like, the David whole Gettleman, thing, ladies and gentlemen. Like, it's just maddening. You're not going to win more games with Barkley than you would have Beckham then. It's madness to think. Well, I mean, like, it's not like all that stuff. I, I don't want to tur- turn this into the back row giant show, but 
No it's not like uh, Beckham's, uh, you know. Where's DeAndre Bacon? It's not like Beckham's in New York happened in a vacuum. I mean, they didn't they didn't trade him because they didn't think he was talented. I mean, he had some other stuff going on. So and oh, he made it back yeah, there, yeah, well, which would be, be the fair. true irony. <laughs> <of the whole laughs> I was thing. thinking, what if they signed Beckham? That would be that would no, be hilarious. Uh, listen, I, I, listen, everyone's got their mind about that. Like, I'd love for him to come back and right the wrong, but it's not going to be this year. He's not going to come back and look at this and go, yeah, I can make a difference in this sinking shit. Like, Daniel Jones, the quarterback I wanted to sign. That's that's it. Like if that if that, if the lad's smart, he goes to like Buffalo. Buffalo for six months and all the charges. Look, he, he's based out in LA, right? His home's out in LA, his, his wife and kid are out in LA or whatever it is. Like if he goes to the charges, like he can com- he can compete with like he doesn't have to do a whole lot with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. He can walk into that team and work his way through. He'd, he'd replace Josh Palmer. I love oh, Josh Palmer. Yeah, you watch your mouth with that Josh oh, Palmer. Yeah. I love Josh oh, Palmer. But like, if you're telling geez. me that like Beckham can't outproduce him, or Not they all can't to exist together, right? Letter Kenny reveal. I don't think to you can live defend that far my boy Monday. Josh Palmer. I'm just, I'm <laughs> just saying, like, there's, there's, there's teams that are competing. The playoff picture is a lot more clearer now than what it was a month ago when the Beckham talk started. T.Y. Hilton signed for Dallas today, so that may or may not be off the cards. And I love the signing for Hilton. Good for him. But, you know, what, what's he going to do to go to Tampa? Tampa's cooked. Listen, I'm sure for all the Giant fans out there, this is riveting. For everybody else who doesn't care about the Giants, thanks for watching. I'm sure I'm sure you left five minutes ago. Well, well um, we still have to talk about the Giants here because it does transition well. Uh, we do we don't have, have to talk about Richard James. Please. We don't have to talk no. about Richard James. Please. No, I will say, Chris, <laughs> Just drop if you could let us know the scoring settings. Is this PPR, half PPR? We'll kind of dive through. I think I've already got my answer on this, but uh, Chris looking for help uh, in actually, he says week 16, but I'm pretty sure all yeah. those matchups are they week 16 matchups? Yeah, I guess they are. I think they are. Yeah. All right. So, um, it, okay, so half PPR. Yeah, point um, PPR. Interesting. Okay. I guess they got the Chris got the first round by probably, I'd imagine, because I would say it seems a little cocky to just assume you're getting to week 16 while week 15 is here. But, you know, if you have the first round by, you can maybe afford to take two weeks to look ahead. But uh, starting two needs to start two running backs, one wide receiver, one flex. So four of these players, Max, Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, Ramondre Stevenson, J.K. Dobbins, George Pickens, Adam Thielen, Zay Jones. Uh, Jamison Williams and yeah, needs the high upside long shot. So is there, I, I know right off the bat, like I've got a few thoughts already, especially in half PPR, but uh, anyone want to chime in with something that comes to mind? Yeah. Something comes to mind for me. You got to, you know, no. just because as fantasy players, we're off in week 15, like they're still going to play actual games. You got to see who's healthy. So we could give mm-hmm. you the optimal lineup here, two or three of these guys could get hurt and then your decision gets made for you. So you know, that's part of it. It's always good to look ahead. Um, but, you know, injuries still happen in week 15, even when your fantasy team's on a buy and you got to adjust as a result of that. Well, so I think we, we, we have been talking about Barkley. Like, I'm not I'm not benching Barkley here, right? Like, and especially two no. weeks from now, like, I think you, you have to play Barkley. Again, it depends on how big the stinger is. True. And we'll see, like, if, you know, if, I guess the complication is if, if Barkley misses this week, what are the, you know, coming off the injury the week later? Like, is that it was yeah. obviously just for the record? Pitch. I don't think that's going to happen. Like, unless he has some kind of setback or something, I think he's fine. And I think he, you know, ends up being doing Barkley things next week. If he has a setback or gets re injured, that's a different story. But I just said that. So, um, 
I think Jonathan Taylor and Barkley have to be in the lineup, especially in half Agreed. PPR. I want both those players. I, I think J- JT against the Chargers, but that's a great matchup. That that run defense is pretty bad. So I think those two are pretty obvious, right? Like, is there anyone disagree with Barkley and Taylor? Nope. And then knowing it's Ooh. half. Dan? I don't mind Dobbins versus Atlanta. I was actually going to go with Ramondre for the third option. And the, the key here is, I think, especially half PPR, I think you, with so many good running backs, I think you have to flex a running back. I, I, I wouldn't pick three of those receivers over three, over, yeah, three of the running backs. So I would definitely either, you know, flex either Ramondre or Dobbins. I would flex either one. If Harris is, if Harris is out, I would flex Ramondre. If Harris is active, then I would flex Dobbins. I mean, I think that's what you're looking at. Provided they're both uh, you know, healthy. I'm half fl- PPR. I- I would play. I would start JT and Ramondre as the running backs. I would flex Saquon in case he gets hurt, and then the wide receiver would be yikes. Uh, I would say Dave Jones, but that's a really, really bad matchup. I don't. I don't think. I think the best matchup there probably is Jamison Williams with the Panthers, right? Because I think Giants are a tough matchup. Well, is it Dan? <laughs> Giants secondary. Giants are garbage. Okay. So I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of leaning feeling number Giants one. And Giants number two. Giants Giants is trash. So I think. Oh, against Las Vegas. Yeah. That's a good pick. But I, I think the, the, the consensus here seems to be Taylor, Saquon, and Thielen, and then either flexing Ramondre or Dobbins. I would vote for Ramond. I Honestly, Doc, I think even if Damian Harris is back, I'm still going Ramondre. He's, I think I he's mean, I, such... I, you know, I, I'm with that, you know, like that. I think it's close. You know, I, I think you can go either way. You're not wrong yeah. either way. But I think the key is, again, knowing the format, half PPR, you're not going to rely on receptions as much, flex the the running back, which to be fair, you know, Ramondre certainly helped because of his receiving role. And we'll, I think we'll talk about that a little bit yeah, here. He's, he's, he is playing tonight. He's, so, yeah, he's. I think JT and Saquon and Thielen probably seem like the, the guys to start and then decide who you want as your third running back to, to flex. I think is probably how we'd all say to go with debate. That on is who exactly that not what I said, but OK. Well, what did you say? Well, sorry. Well, yeah, she she said flex. Really, the person you should flex is whoever plays the latest between Saquon, JT and Ramondre. Whoever's got the latest start should be the flex player because then you can, sure. if, if something Take happens, you can pull them out for whoever. But yeah, I think we're agreeing. But Gladys to say, you said Saquon should be in. That's kind of what I was saying. JT and Saquon in. And then from there, you and I are saying Stevenson. I know Dan's preferring Dobbins, but. Jamal's not getting enough. Jamal's not getting enough volume right now. That yeah, I well, I'm excited. I'm excited for Jamo. He's just got better options, you know. Yeah. Like he got a touchdown this week. What if he doesn't catch a touchdown? Then he's one catch for 40 yards, five points, you know. Yeah, he's not getting so, the volume. I'm, I'm definitely encouraged hey. that he's getting he's getting the ball. Detroit looks really good, so he's he's not an empty chair. But there, I just think there are better options. Can I ask what happened to Tyreek Hill? Well, we're good. I think Doc got a blitz through the injury, so you want to start with Tyree Kill then? I guess that's a, that's a well, good way to go. Well, didn't he, like, go out and then come back in? Yeah, I, I didn't even list him because I think he's all right unless, you know, something else pops up. But I think he left with an cheetah. ankle when he came back they in. They also play Saturday, though. Three games Saturday. So oh, one, right, less Saturday. Day, one less day to recover. And Saint, in Saint Buffalo. Jackson. In yeah. Buffalo. Or it's going to be yeah. cold. So it was an ankle. Cold. He came out, he came back in, and, um, you know, he's just getting treatment on it. So 
you know, I, I think he's going to be all right. Barring, okay. you know, some kind of setback or something during the week. I think he's, he's in line to be fine for week 15. All right. That's all I need so to know. I see Thanks. three players with hip injuries, doc, uh, Jeff Wilson, Amari Cooper, then talk about Khalil Herbert potentially coming back. So you want to blitz through the three, uh, off the hip. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Jeff Wilson will start there. Um, when asked for an update on his hip, Coach McDaniel said the test results are, quote, more positive than the worst case scenario, close quote, which sounds reassuring. But let's say you were visiting a sick relative in the hospital and you asked like one of the doctors how they were doing. And they told you that what they're seeing is more positive than the worst case scenario. Would you feel great about that? I don't know if I would. <laughs> um, I, I'd like to hear something like, oh, they're doing pretty well. They're doing okay. They're doing something. It's like, but being better so, than the worst case scenario is a very low bar. Well, what, what is the worst case scenario? Like he, he sh completely shattered his hip and he'll yeah, never play football like he, again. He blew his hip into a million pieces and it's completely broken. And you know, or it's like yeah. Bo Jackson. So, so it's not that. No, it's not that. Short of that. It could be anything. So that's else, something. Um, but yeah, there's a, a lot. There's, there's a lot of distance between not that and, and being playing. like healthy enough to play. <laughs> yeah. um, so, um, I, I, you know, I don't know what we're dealing with here. We just saw Jamar Chase have a hip injury where he had, you know, not the worst case scenario, but he missed what four or five weeks with a you know, yeah. torn, torn labrum and, and uh, you know, a hairline fracture of the hip. So, you know, could it be something like that? Could it be a muscle strain around the hip? Like all these are in play. Um but I'm not feeling really optimistic about this. So it's just something we got to watch your practice reports on. But if he's not practicing, I think you got to, you got to figure that he's going to miss at least this week and maybe more. Um, so that puts Raheem Mostert back on the radar for the time being. And he's not exactly been a pillar of health uh, throughout his career, though he has been effective when he's out there. It's just, he's not out there as much as maybe we would like. Um, so Sabin Ahmed and, you know, even Miles Gaskin, um, are still, you know, kind of floating about and they could potentially have some value down the line. Um, if I can imagine Gaskin might get on the field because of his pass catching work. Yeah. It seemed yeah. like they were throwing a lot of passes to Wilson. So I could see him being the, the more natural replacement for the Wilson role. And most are kind of taking his role that he's already had, which maybe just getting more carries. Yeah, so yeah exactly. Most might be one of the big priority ads of the week then if he's available. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely, definitely like that. Yeah. Duck has two minutes because game starts in four. Okay. Four, so. so let's let's just bang out let's bang out the rest of these. Uh, <laughs> so we did all the quarterbacks. We did most of the running backs. I gotta pick so up. let's let's do the uh, the lightning round. So lightning round. Go. Travis Etienne foot injury. Um, you know the activity is still down, but you know looks like he's back. So it is what it is. DeAndre Swift, shoulder and ankle injuries, had 18 touches in week 13. Things were looking up. Now back to the way that it was, nine touches in week 14, six carries, 21 yards, three catches for 18 yards. After a one-week bump, it looks like he may have turned back into a pumpkin, and it's more of the same we've been seeing for the last month plus. So the Lions are still a game and a half out of a playoff spot, but they've looked good. So At home. At home. He's still, he's still first injury. And shut down down the stretch if they lose a couple of games. So if you roll with them, it seems like he has a floor of something like we saw this week with upside like what we saw in week 13. So hopefully that allows you to gauge kind of what to expect if you run him out there. Um, and that's that for running backs. 
Well, uh, I think Khalil Herbert might be coming. Oh, yeah. So that, that is a good point. So one thing we can address, Khalil Herbert looks like he might be uh, back to practice this week. And he was working at least in somewhat of a timeshare with David Montgomery before he got injured. So that's something to monitor. Um, other guys to consider adding if you have a free spot, uh, Alexander Madison uh, for Minnesota, Joshua Kelly for the uh, L.A. Chargers, uh, the presumed Austin Eckler backup. Um, you know, Benjamin in Houston because of the injury to Damian Pierce. Um, and then, you know, kind of going a little bit, little bit deeper, Keontae Ingram and Daryl Williams for Arizona, Justin Jackson for Detroit, and uh, Jamichael Hasty for Jacksonville. Um, and then the last one I'll mention, Jalen Warren. Like, it was looking like he was getting close to a 50-50 split before he got injured and he missed a week or, or two. Um, and it looks like he might be back. So, you know, just something to keep in mind that he could still have some value. And if something were to happen to Najee Harris, like he could vault back into being like, you know, a high-end RB2 uh, as the as the Steelers kind of close it out here. Um, it's, you know, it's back up, handcuff your studs time. Fresh legs, even for a week or two, can win you championships. So this is the time you want to have healthy bodies out there and and not have holes in your lineup because you're going to be facing the best teams in your league. Um, so you want to have as many healthy guys out there as you, as you possibly can. Uh, T Higgins, uh, injured in pregame warmups, only played one snap. Anybody else get bamboozled and uh, had the rug pulled out from them on that one? I know I did. Well, uh, luckily it wasn't is... a game I had to win, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of unhappy people out there. Well, this is twice. This has happened with Higgins this year. Is that right? Legit. Can we, can we trust him at all the rest of the season? Honestly? I mean, I think uh, we can trust him as much as anybody else. Like I, I don't, I don't even know what happened. It was, uh, like he got out there for one snap and he injured himself in pregame warmups, but you know, nobody, nobody let it, let anybody know that he wasn't going to play. So that's uh that might be more of like a Bengals centric thing than anything else. I, I don't, I really don't know what to say about that. Um, Zach Taylor said he snuck on the field. Said he wasn't <laughs> even supposed to be on the field. Zach Taylor said that Tia can so snuck on the so field. So the coach clearly has control of that team. Good. Yeah. Love, love that confidence. It's Zach Taylor. So. There you go. I know because I know for myself, I've got Higgins in one league and I'm not making the playoffs. Uh, I'm with Bam in the <laughs> consolation bracket there. I, I think Bam's there anyway. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you did make the playoffs, Bam, and Mr. you, but I, I thought we, we were both kind of down there. Um, but yeah, so for me, like it's pretty easy. Like, I, like I've got this one league where it doesn't matter, so I can easily just bench Higgins. But for people who are still on in the playoffs, um, <laughs> like, yeah, like I, I'd have a hard time trusting Higgins, I think. I know I've got him in the zombie league and I've got so many other good options that I, I probably just going to drop him honestly. And almost that's a landmine for someone else to deal with. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd have a hard time. I think uh, plugging him back in the lineup after this, knowing that like, you you know, you lose, you're out with, with the playoffs. So I don't know. I, I, Cause I, I think up to this point, I've been ranking him kind of around, you know, top 12, top 10, maybe top 15. Now it's closer to 30 probably if, if he plays. So that's kind of just my take on it. Uh, did you mute Doc, Dan? Or did you mute Doc, Kyle? Doc, go now. He's yeah. muted. Ah, there we okay, go. Okay, there we go. That's golden so, voice. Yeah, it was like we were on around the horn there for a second. It was like I got <laughs> Tony Reale here muted me. Uh, all right, so. Did <laughs> I uh, give you a point? Like, is there a, a, Yeah, I don't know. Um so with T Higgins severity of this hamstring injury unclear. So it's kind of week to week at this point. Let's see if he can practice this week. Be on the lookout for updates there. Tyler Boyd sticking with the Bengals wide receivers dislocated his finger early in the game. 
Um, so not only is this painful, but there's also issues of instability because the ligaments get stretched out, even if you put it back into place. Um, it's unclear if there are associated injuries, like a little break can happen sometimes. Um, so you could be available this week, could miss a week or two. Uh, for those of you that you know need to know these type of things, uh, Trent squared in uh, Cincinnati, Trent Irwin and Trent mm -hmm. Taylor, are the next wide receivers up for the Bengals that they both miss. Uh, Trent Irwin this week went two, uh, two catches on two targets for 58 yards and a touchdown. So that, you know, might be something. Um, it seems like he's very much more the, the Higgins replacement. Like he'll go deep cat. Like those will be the type of passes he'll catch. Yeah. So it seems like, you know, they, they both might be, I don't know if I want to say viable because then Gator jail get mad at me, but they might be serviceable. Cause still um, no Hayden. If Hurst, you really, right? if you're really getting desperate, what? Cause Hayden Hurst missed last week too. Right. So we don't yeah, know we're getting, we're, we'll means. get there. I promise. Corey Davis concussion in the protocol. We know the deal at this point, more likely he's out this week. And then it's week to week after that DJ Moore, we already talked about Amari Cooper with the hip injury was a game time decision leading up to week 14. He did play, but he basically aggravated the injury on the first play and was limited after that only ended up with two catches for 42 yards. So he's high risk heading into week 15, even if he does practice. And I realize you might not have a choice, but to play him if he's active, but this exact scenario could play itself out again next week. I'm going to feel much more confident if you had the luxury of seeing him actually get through a whole game without having a setback um, as far as running him out there. Uh, Traylon Burks checking back in on him. Concussion, he missed week 14. Let's see if he can clear the protocol and practice in full this week. If he can, that sets him up to be back for week 15. Cortland Sutton, bad hamstring injury. I feel like he's going to be done for the year, but you know anything's possible. Darius Tony, Dan's old buddy, uh, missed weeks 12 through 14, but was able to get back on the practice field leading up to week 14. So if he can practice this week, then that bodes well for a week 15 return. Daniel Bellinger, rib injury, got knocked out of the week 14 game. Again, same thing we've been talking about with the rib injuries up to this point. Unknown if he's dealing with an injury to the bone, the cartilage, or both. So just watch practice reports and be on the lookout for more imaging or updates. Hayden Hurst, as Kyle mentioned, calf injury, missed week 14 without practicing at all. Severity still unknown, but this is really not looking good. I'm kind of suspicious this is a grade two partial tear. But let's see if he can practice in any capacity leading up to week 15. Um, and then last but certainly not least, Dallas Goddard missed the last four weeks uh, and was on IR because of a shoulder injury. But he could be back to practice and could be back for week 15. So do your due diligence and look and take a look and see if he was dropped in your league. And depending on how you look at tight end, he could be worth a look. So see. All right. So just a quick question here from Jairs. At least I hope I'm pronounced that correct. Uh, to transition us to this Monday night game, uh, up by 11, but had, their opponent has Devonte Parker. I think that's pretty like that's uh, you're probably sweating that out the 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 entire night. Like that's that's not something that's gonna. I could see Parker hitting that, but if he's having a slow game, he could still rebound and hit that late enough. It's it's a slow enough margin. If you you know if you go up by 30 and he starts off slow, you can probably feel good then so sorry Jairs I don't if you were looking to have a set your mind at ease but uh yeah that, that's definitely attainable unless someone has an inside scoop to why Parker will do awful and that's why no one picked him in the props I, I got nothing I almost picked the rival against him but I didn't I know, um, yeah, so... I, know, I, know I know better than to pick anything Devontae Parker <laughs> All right, um, <laughs> well hey I've got I actually got a funny story about that um so Patriots Cardinals 40 and a half over under or higher lower and the Patriots favored by two and a half. And where do we get these lines? They are from underdog. So if you sign up for underdog, 
with the promo code GF2, you'll get a 100% deposit match up to $100. So if you want to bet on this game or, or other uh, contests coming up, uh, you get, we talk about week 15 coming up, and then, of course, all the, the weeks after that, postseason and whatnot. So tons of great uh, game picks, prop picks, and we'll get to all that now. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, just looking here, I um, I guess Dan, like last week, well, yeah, I think he's the only one who went higher on this, on this uh, 40 and a half, if that's correct. Yeah, uh, the, the Cardinals are okay going higher at home, and the, the Patriots are okay chasing as well. So they do okay on the road as well uh, with implied totals. So I, I didn't actually hate it. The, it wasn't like the total was incredibly high enough for them to chase. Patriots are competent. They're in the playoff hunt, so they're trying to put on points on the on the road as well. That's the only thing I'm looking at here. Like They're both okay to score points. They both have their problems. And I, I feel like the Patriots will keep them honest and try to chase a fair bit. So 44, eh, I'm not overly happy about watching one team do more than the other, but here we are. It's, it's Sorry, I, I put it wrong. It's 44, not 40 and a half. No, 44. You won last week's. 44. Right. Okay, yeah. That's why. Oops. My bad. Yeah. But it's actually... So just uh, again, just uh, real quick. It makes it worse. Like, I'd be happier at 40 yeah, and a half. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you'd want it. I'd be happier at 40 and a half. All the rest of us took lower, so we would want I think, that, yeah. I think Mac Jones has been playing okay. Kyler Murray can do better. If there was ever a time for Arizona to pull their head out a little bit, it would be hmm. now. You know, being four, being four and eight, like that's a problem. And uh, yeah, six and six Patriots, they're okay on the road. Cardinals are okay going over at home as well. So I, I don't hate the Cardinals idea of it. suck at home. Uh, sorry, going they over. They kind of suck everywhere, don't they? Though? Yeah, but going over. Yeah, that's like, what I was going to say. Like so, three, so... They're, yeah, they're like three, two, and one at home. So I don't hate it. Doc, you, you sound like you're going to say something? Yeah, I just wanted to go over the injuries real quick. So Jacoby oh, Myers concussion, he's out for this game. Uh, uh, Damian uh, Harris was doubtful. He's he's been officially ruled inactive for for this game. Uh, Rondell Moore with a groin injury is out, and then uh, Zach Ertz is out until 2023 with ACL and MCL uh, post surgery. So interested to see how uh, Trey McBride does with more opportunities, kind of for the rest of the year. Um, but I think that's everybody as far as the injuries are concerned. Which again, maybe it's a bigger week for Parker. Which uh, sorry, Jay is there is uh, that could uh, definitely help him. Have well, he's that. you know the thing with Parker is he's boom bust. You know, so it's like that you're kind of right at the 50-50 line. It's like he could easily know, smash point. that eleven, or yeah. he could it's fail like to hit it even with the extra. Go two yeah, for you sure. know two for fifteen, or he could go you know six for sixty and a touchdown. So you know it's like you don't know. So uh, I agree with Dan. I'm also taking the Cardinals, um, just because this will only be the second game we've seen with Marquise Brown and Hopkins. And I think that might be enough to, the Patriots can't just shut down one. I think that's what, that's what Belichick's famous for. I right? take away your best weapon. What is their best weapon, right? Like that's something where he might not be able to. And I think, that, I mean, they, uh, what the, the Cardinals scored 24 points last week with both uh, or two weeks ago before their bye week. Uh, the Patriots, they average, I think was 20 points a game this year. So by that math, the Cardinals, I at least like them as as two and a half point home favorite, uh, home underdog. Sorry, so that's my my reasoning for going Cardinals. Um, I, sh- I should mention, I, I don't think I, yeah. I don't think it's in me as a Giants guy to ever back a team mm-hmm. that Joe judges on. I just <laughs> it's it's in my bones to to, to not want to 
support anything that guy does. What a clown. But uh, yeah, still, Steve Wilk gets it. He says uh, the Patriots offense is coached like a defensive coordinator's coaching him. So he, he knows what's up. So I'm, I'm, I can't do a Patriots thing. I'm going to the Cardinals. I'll take the plus two and a half at home. Gladys. Oh, so a double XP week in uh, COD. So yeah, Kyler was studying COD instead of uh, instead of the, the Patriots game. But yeah, Gladys, what do you take? Are you taking the Patriots and are you taking the higher or lower? I'm taking the Patriots and lower. Okay, so matching Doc. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I'm I'm going with uh, the Patriots and the lower as well. They, I mean, this kind of seems like one of those. Belichick games where it's like you really have to worry about when there's a big discrepancy between the coaching ability. It's like <laughs> Belichick yeah. just eats these guys for lunch, man. So it's like whatever you think about Arizona and Cliff Kingsbury, like he's, you know, been much maligned, but I definitely think there's a large disparity in coaching ability here. And if there's anything that uh, Belichick can take advantage of, it's that. And they really have not looked good as far as playing as a cohesive unit, even though they have a lot of really, really good players. So even if they keep it close, I think this is one of those games the Patriots win by a field goal late or they blow them out of the box. And either way, I like the Patriots and, um, and I, I'll just take the, I'll just take the lower because why not? So the one thing they have is that, you know, Kyler Murray's rushing ability and that could be the X factor. Gladys, you jumped on this immediately before, before Dan even shared the lines, you're like, what's Kyler Murray's rushing total and 36 and a half rushing yards. You're, you're smashing that higher. Higher, much higher. Yeah. Patriots uh, played two rushing quarterbacks and both of them scored. Both of them rushed for more than 75 yards on them. It shoot, has been the shoot, kryptonite flinch. to Belichick's defense. When, Didn't, when it's, flinch. Didn't even see the line. Just give me Kyle over. <laughs> yep. yeah. um, but the rest of us all went with Patriots passing options. So uh, I guess Doc leading the way. Uh, we, you know, one of the things on Underdog, which again, sign up for Underdog with the using the promo code GF2, capital G, capital F, digit number two, just like on the hat. Uh, going for two.com slash store for all the hats and the gears and stuff. Uh, Reading Global, Letter Kenny shirt, Scott Fishbowl shirts, all that great merch. But uh, but Doc, uh, you're going, you know, we haven't, we've, it's funny, we've especially we love fantasy. We love fantasy football. We have shied away completely from picking the higher lower on fantasy points. Yeah. The entire season. You finally break the, the mold. Mac Jones higher than 13.95 fantasy points. Yeah, so we got to talk about this. So scoring wise, are we are we counting touchdowns as six or are we counting them as it's four? however it's however it is What's, an underdog? Underdog, okay. yeah. What what is underdog scoring system? I don't know what it is. I will punch that out for you. I was second. I was good with it either way. Um <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it seemed there was a lot of what I felt like were decent options, but it's six um, points, it's six, points re- six points receiving touching uh, it's reception half a point, six points receiving touchdown, receiving yards point zero one, rushing touchdown point six, so six yard touch, six points per touchdown either across the board. Okay, they take, they take points off for interceptions. Sorry, passing touchdowns four, so rushing touchdown is six, a receiving touchdown is six. Four for okay, a we got it. What's what's negative for interceptions? Is here what's I show that one, one. Okay, All right. one whole point. Mine, yeah, and minus two for a fumble. It's like lost. the anti Scott Fishbowl. Well, well, I was gonna say Mac Jones through. I think it was interception in his first five games this year, and he hasn't thrown an interception since. So yeah. four straight games. Does he make That's it to because five? Because he's without... not throwing the ball. Did you not no, see I... him on the sideline yell, "Throw the fucking ball"? He's not <laughs> throwing the ball. So no. yeah, he did say it. He was yelling at Patricia. 
Past two games, over 35 attempts, 39 at Minnesota, 36 at Buffalo. Teams that that High-scoring high teams. Like, I oh, get it. But we're talking about Buffalo, who they're likely chasing, Minnesota, who are high score. Minnesota bring the best out of every quarterback, right? <laughs> like, like they, they just do. They, they just invoke quarterbacks to go fucking nuts on them. So it's one of those things, like, if Arizona's on, I get why this could be a good game for Mac Jones to be on. Anyway, so Dan and I both went with Patriots receiving props. He went Hunter Henry higher than 30 and a half receiving yards. I went Nelson Aguilar higher than 29 yeah. and a half receiving yards. Yeah, Dan, boy. I'd imagine the argument is the same. No Jacoby Myers, it kind of raises everyone up and low totals. No, absolutely not. And no. those tight ends. <laughs> it's funny because I was researching and, and I, I avoided no. Hunter Henry for a specific reason. Arizona absolutely dreadful against tight ends, giving up about oh, 74 yards a game. They're absolutely atrocious. Now, the other prop Hunter Henry had was over three receptions. If it was a two and a half, I might have had a sniff. I don't feel confident in him getting more than four, but could he get away with one? Johnny Smith at 12 and a half was enticing too. That um, was the that would have been my second pick. Yeah. I mean, I, I was it's just that he's ne- he's never really the day that he's involved, he's not involved for another month. And that's problematic in, in that regard. That's so for me, the problem with Aguilar, to be honest. Hunter, Hunter Henry, he's he's starting to kind of pop in and around. You can see they're trying to get him involved. Like sometimes the ball's just not in his hands. It goes over his head, goes wide, incomplete, whatever it is. So you can see they try to do it. It's just not clicking. There's, I mean, must have something to do with having Joe Judge and Matt Patricia as offensive coordinators and quality, and quality uh, quarterback uh, quarterback quality control coach. It might have something to do with that because Joe Judge is fucking shit. But wow, sorry, I've, I've, got this, I've got this in me. It's there's a lot to get out, and I'm really restraining myself. Yeah, he barely talked about this the first time the Patriots were on TV with the Bears. Yeah, game. but it's kind of scary. Yeah, but we're, if, we're talking if, about if this is you holding it in. I don't know what it would look like. We're talking about the we're talking about the Bears. Like it was a nothing game, but this is should be enjoyable. So it's just <laughs> what I was and they're kicking off. All right, well we got the bets in. So Kyle, why don't you give them the standings? <laughs> well, I, I did because before that, I did want to touch on like my reasoning for Aguilar was what I oh, please, alluded yeah. to. I, without without Jacoby Myers. I looked this up. I want to share it. Both the two games <laughs> Jacoby Myers missed earlier, he hit the over both times. And so 29 and a half, I thought was a nice low number to kind of be able to hit. Um, I do. I do like that one. There were, there were a lot of what I thought were kind of low ish receiving props to, to kind of try to take the higher on. So I was considering I like both that. the running backs. I even, and like, because I didn't know which running back I wanted to take, it also made the verses almost impossible for that too. But uh, yeah. Um, it's funny, Dan, you mentioned no one picks Devonte Parker. I remember, the first ever rookie pick I ever had, my first ever dynasty league, uh, first round pick was Nelson Aguilar. And I remember that was my consolation prize. And I mean, that was awful anyway, but because I really wanted Devontae Parker and he got taken one pick ahead of me and I was disappointed to have to take Nelson Aguilar. Pretty sure I traded him away like two days later. So that, that turned out to be the right decision there. But my first ever rookie pick was Nelson Aguilar. So call back to that and I'm picking Aguilar tonight. But yeah, Doc right. mentioned, updated the standings. Um yeah, Doc, Doc's kind of taken taken over now. Um, actually, I, I want to start out. We went, oh, what was it, four for twelve two weeks ago in week twelve. Yeah. yeah, doubled that up last week. Went eight for twelve. So kudos to well everyone except Dan, um, yeah. who finally like... goosed for the first time this year. Went oh, three, so. I had a week last week. I think you guys both went three and zero, oh, right? Yeah, Gladys and I both yeah. went three three and zero. Yeah. Oh. We uh, Doc, Gladys and I all took the Saints and as three and a half point underdogs and the lower those both hit yeah, Gladys hit blocked. with uh will lutz one and a half field goals made that was another that was one nice. of those automatic she, she was the first one to name it so super confident there and oh, then my cool. rivals godwin pick worked 
Uh, I remember looking, going into the last drive, he didn't have 31 more receiving yards than Jarvis Landry. So they did need that last drive to, for that one to hit, but it, it ultimately ended up working. Nice. Mike Evans, Mike Evans just cratering towards the end of the season. Yeah. It uh, it's been, it's been more than to the end. Like he's, I think what it's been nine ah. weeks since he scored a touchdown. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. Anyway, so for the standings, Doc I is... I think Kyler Murray's hurt. He went down without touching. No one touched him, and he's not getting up. Well, that's not great. No. Yeah, I got a big money league where he's my quarterback, and, I mean, I, I got a first-round buy this and week. And they're but showing yeah, it again. That's... Yeah, he's he's down. He's out. All right, contact, well, no contact. I mean, luckily, I have no Colt in the league, so... No, he, was oh. running. He, was, he was on a scramble, yeah. and he just went down. Goodbye, yellow brick road. Oh no God. contact. All right, well, Colt McCoy is coming in, folks. Um, yeah, so luckily, uh, oh, sorry, Gladys. I guess, I guess you're, uh, you don't, you don't hit, you don't go three for zero this week. That's okay. Uh, but yeah, so Doc's really kind of leading the way, 27, 12, and three on the prop. Gladys, you find us another prop now, quick. Find us another one because that's that's garbage. Quick, uh, give us something else. Three receptions. How many was it? Three, three and a half. Three. You got to go over three. Over. There we go. Let's All let's right. let's let's lock that in. That's garbage. Right. First play. Mulligan, yeah, Mulligan, Mulligan That's, for Kyler Murray. Yeah, come on. Uh, watch really him come, watch him be fine. We're still we're still alive. So yeah, we can like totally do that. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't it's look good. like he was going to be fine. He looked like it really hurt. Like, I didn't. I didn't see it. Listen, if he gets uh, up and he plays another snap, we're back, back on. But okay. yeah, yeah, we'll put it. Yeah, he's, we'll call that. We'll yeah, call yeah. that the insurance. Yeah. We'll call that the insurance bet. We hit the insurance. I hope he gets up. We'll call that a glad Gladys to risk. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Dan, you're uh, goosing last week, and uh, you got one right the week before. It's kind of made it so that Gladys and I have almost caught up to you. You're at 21, 17, and four. I'm 21, 18, and three. So I'm only a half game behind you, and Gladys at 19, 20, and three. Mate, I, so, I fell off the face of the earth for about two, three weeks, and I'm about to fall off even more in a week's time. So I need a bit of luck this week, to be honest with you. Hey, so. Dan, um, like, where did you see that Mike Leach has died? I haven't seen it anywhere. Yeah, I saw it about 20 minutes ago. Yeah, sorry, folks. Apparently, Mike Leach may have died, so sorry. Yeah. He has? Well, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, Dan, that's what Dan shared. Like, I haven't seen anything. I've been here with you guys. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Bam's also seen the same thing. Uh, Kyler's done. Weird injury. That's never a good sign, right, Doc? Oh, it's a weird injury, right? Like, you're never going to think that's a good thing. You never want to hear that. That's some weird shit. I saw I guess Kenneth Walker was in a weird injury. 19 minutes ago. I guess weird in it. Seriously, the 19 minutes ago, there was a coach that came out saying, rest in peace, and now they're saying, he's all right. So, <laughs> so you got I've seen, I've seen that happen before, you know. I was, I was, Bill Snyder. Bill, Bill Snyder uh, came out and said, rest in peace. When I was in residency, I wasn't working at a great hospital, so this guy came in, and he was pronounced dead, but then they transferred him to a better hospital, and his condition was upgraded to a live. <laughs> <but okay. laughs> uh, yeah. You're so weird. Damage, I love Doc. On, I love Doc. Oh, and they're carting him off. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. What is wrong with people? Why would they say that? Oh, shit. Who's the number two? Oh, Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. Fuck. Oh, sorry. Oh, Luckily, again, every league I have why, Kyler and I've got Colt McCoy. Worry about so. it now, exactly. Week, week 14. I think we're. We've we've established that we don't follow FCC guidelines on this show. All right, so I need to pick up Cole McCoy in my league, but I don't have a quarterback. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, I guess well, I just want to shout out uh, Scott Fishbowl. 
I'm probably about to be eliminated. So um, yeah, it was it was a nice run, got through the playoffs. But yeah, th- uh, bleep you, Tua. Again, it's Ooh. funny how again with the, you mentioned the Scott Fishbowl scoring doc and you know com- incompletions and low completion percentage, they punish you poorly. And Tua doing Severely. amazing, and then oh these last God. two weeks have just been awful with his completion percentage. And they kept mentioning it the entire time on the broadcast Sunday night just to dig it in. Oh yeah, this this used to be the guy with the highest completion rate. Now he's now he sucks. Now it's awful. Oh look at that, another incompletion for two. Oh look at that. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah I don't uh, I don't know what, what I'm looking like in Scott Fishbowl, but you got to think about like Tua and Derek Carr had to have done in so many teams in the Scott Fishbowl this week, or they're going to put them like right up against it. So I, I think a lot of teams that get eliminated this week are going to have one or both of those guys. It's really rough. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I'd imagine that. I know the, the cutoff was uh, you have to make the top 1,000 to get – past this week and i was just i was outside the top a thousand so i knew i needed ground to make up anyway i knew i need knew i needed to have a good week just to get a, above that cut line and yeah looks like i'm gonna probably fall even further although i think was it 1080 to 1200 isn't that much of a fall but yeah i i started the playoffs three weeks ago 125th and yeah i've just tumbled three weeks in a row and that's it probably i think and we'll see with the official results but yeah I think uh, I think there's a couple of other teams in the Letter County division that are still uh, riding strong there. But yeah, if you want to, you know, this is a great. I, I was lucky that my division actually had a shirt this year. That that hasn't happened before, so definitely have to buy it. But yeah, if you want to purchase all that great uh, shirt apparel I'm wearing, uh, radiantglobal.com, or you can get the uh, going for two specific store at goingfortwo.com/store. But all, all the same, uh, thanks Reading Global for that. Thanks Underdog as our sponsor, our sponsor sponsoring the show on the sponsored content sponsor hour. Uh, hour and 15 uh use the promo code gf2 double deposit batch up to 100 dollars, and join the going for two.com discord and yeah we'll uh well yeah you're right dan we should talk about the book (laughs) doc's injury book i I recently reread chapter eight because i love it so much Uh, yeah injuries suck but your fantasy team doesn't have to written by the great and talented dr james freddy at tfs doc the fantasy sports doc on twitter so uh Definitely, uh, you know, check him out on Twitter if you do want to get a copy of the book. He's got it. Oh yeah, I was gonna hide the logo, Gladys, but you you did well there. You got well, this. Thank thank you very much, guys. I don't I don't know if this whole thing has been a fever dream or or <laughs> if this was real, but this was a lot of fun. We got through a lot of stuff. Um, so a lot of injuries. Uh, I'm I'm getting ready to go take some more cold medicine and then uh, pass out under a blanket with some hot tea. I think you should pass food. out under a blanket, Doc. And yeah, um, we're, like, we're pro passing out under blanket. It's uh, it's play it's Do playoff it. time. So good luck to everybody. You know, as we're coming down the stretch here and, and summer uh, Gladys is incense, man. Get some of that incense in you. <laughs> we'll be we'll be here for you next week. We're missing, we're not gonna have the fab four though. We're missing somebody next week, right? Yeah, Dan won't be here. This guy sweating with think- dogs. Yeah, I think Dan, you're going to be gone until our finale on January second, correct? Uh, I'll be gone. I'll be gone for a week. Yeah, we'll be gone. We'll uh, we'll be out in the uh, Swiss Alps somewhere, my friend. Oh, nice. Out of the, out of the Swiss Alps. Jesus. Look at some, I know, some right? Dogs. Yeah. This guy, yeah. an aristocrat. Well, he'll be in okay. like John, that's for sure. I don't. Yeah. that's what I'm saying. That that last trip, I didn't need that last trip, but this trip. I'm about that life. Hot chocolate, yeah. some fondue, a hot tub somewhere, some dogs sledding about. No dramas, my friends. I've got it covered. Don't worry. Will you have Dan, a great time? Travel Dan, safely. Dan, who's never snowboarded before, Ooh. going down the mountain. Just that's what we're doing. You're gonna <laughs> snowboard? We're gonna try. We're gonna give it a go. Oh my god. I could be uh, uh, I could be week to week in a week. So we'll yeah, see. I've got I've got a new nickname for you, snowboard sucker. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully, right, hopefully dogs feel better. Image, medical imaging for you when you get back. So, Snow, Doc, go lay down. All right, go lay down, Doc. So, yeah, go lay down, guys. Discord Dan promo is at the B League said. Gladys is at Gladys L. Tyler. I'm at Center says again. Doc's at TFS Doc. And this was another episode of the Two Point Conversion Monday Night Pregame Show. We'll be back next week for Week 50. Bye for now. Bye.